Something new is supported by listeners like you. Visit PayPal.com and help this podcast continue to grow, thrive, and be a part of the creative conversation. This is Joel B. New, and you're listening to Something New, my chance to talk with the savviest performers I know, hear their stories, and get to the heart of what makes them the working, multifaceted artists that they have come to be. Today's guest artist is a vocalist and writer for the EDM duo Trillium, whose Aurora EP is now available on iTunes. She's been on Broadway in Bring It On, If Then, and Hands on a Hard Body. She has also been awarded LA's Next Great Stage Star and Stage Scene LA's Breakout Star. In film, she appeared in Hits, directed by David Cross. She holds a BA from USC Cinematic Arts, double minor in musical theater and philosophy. She's the host and writer for the popular YouTube series The Click Click, and a five-time gold medalist at the Northwest Music Festival. Born and raised in Washington State, she likes nachos and doing impossible things. Obviously, I'm talking about Janet Crouppen. Janet Crouppen, thanks for being on my show. Woof, woof. Thanks, man. I'm happy yeah. to be one of your savvy people that You're you know. You're super savvy. I don't know. <laughs> did you know that? Uh, yeah, savvy. You had a good hint? Uh, had a notion? A notion yeah. in the ocean. Well, it's so nice to officially meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, I kind of, I secretly met you through, uh, I was at uh, one of Ben Cameron's Broadway sessions, yeah. the singer-songwriter night. That was a good night. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. I was the quote-unquote opening act. And then, um, and then you and a whole lineup of people. Yeah, my friend F. Michael Haney helped yeah, me out. Yeah, F. Yeah, love F. He's awesome. That you, you emailed me, and you, yeah, you were like one of the only people I covered a Dead Mouse <laughs> yeah, you song. Did, and, and I was, I was like, like, I was like, like who's Mouse. here? Gonna know? Who, <laughs> scream if you know Dead Mouse. It was like crickets. I was like, all oh, right, okay, all right. I, was, <laughs> I screamed from the back. You probably couldn't hear me. From <laughs> I was like, yeah, you. <laughs> so I knew we we were meant to be friends. Uh, it was a, an amazing cover. Thank you. I really want to do it again because I, yeah. I, I felt like. Uh, like, we could take it a little slower, honestly, but, you Man, know, you yeah. rush, you get nervous and you rush. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's like one in the morning, we better, mm-hmm. you know, wake everybody up, yeah. and yeah, I hear you. Um, I've had many songwriters on the show, uh, like Drew Gasparini. Love that guy. Um, just to name one. And um, I'm seeing more and more that it's a very organic extension of performers, uh, but there's something about the EDM category that I think is so unique and exciting. And yeah. um, EDM is, uh, is electronic an dance music. There we go. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was such a prevalent uh, acronym until I started researching it. Well, for, it's pretty for new, today. and it's kind of like uh, I guess scandalous. I mean, some people are really pissed off at the word EDM, and Why? I, I don't. I uh, <clears throat> it used to be underground, and now it's not underground. Like mm. boohoo, don't be sad. I think it's just like jazz. Like it's just a genre of music. Yeah. So um, EDM doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> just a funny, funny aside. Uh, you have a Wikipedia page. Did you yeah. know this? If that just happened, like in this last year. That's kind of huge. I am I'm stoked. And man. you didn't make it yourself. No, <laughs> you're not the first person to ask me that, though. So I'm like, on one hand, there's a Wikipedia page. On the other hand, multiple people were like, "Did you make that?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, cool. Almost relevant." Almost. <laughs> but uh, before I got your bio from you, I started just ripping from that from the Wikipedia page because okay, cool. I thought it was pretty fancy. Uh, but first, talk talk me through your background a bit more. So are you a California girl? Well, I grew up in Washington State. That's right. Uh, in a small town near the Oregon-Idaho border called Tri-Cities. I uh, went to Kennewick High School, where my mom went to high school. Um, lots of cows and Republicans out there. It was such a great place to grow up, but it was just, it was not, I knew I had to go. And I knew, I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I knew I wanted something. So uh, I went to Los Angeles to go to film school. 
because storytelling and, and like the broader versions of like performing always apply of uh, uh, enticed me. I went to USC Cinematic Arts Critical Studies, which turned out to be it's like a literature degree but of visual storytelling. So like huh. instead of studying uh, War and Peace, we studied how Star Wars changed the world and you know why this culture produces this story and how this story affects this culture and. Movies and visual communication have become like cultural texts. Like I can say Jesus, and you know who I'm talking to, but I I'm talking about. But I can say Anakin Skywalker, and you know that too. And the interaction between art and life and society and people and all of that fascinates me just as much as I like to perform and dance and sing. <laughs> so that's why the double minor in musical theater and philosophy. Um, yeah. I had a great time at USC, and uh, I went back to performing like my junior year kind of was like thanks college this is awesome I miss performing and uh, that turned into bring it on pretty quickly wow and so which came first in your your, your life or your heart like the, your love of musical theater or the world of EDM oh musical theater for sure well sure. so I'm, I think I'm gonna like the last generation that maybe didn't have the internet like prevalent for a while like I got a MySpace like my senior year of college got a Facebook my freshman year of college okay. so like YouTube was not a thing so I grew up in this small town, and the thing that was visible, you know, you covet what you see, We there was musical theater. And I was taken to the Fifth Avenue in Seattle and the Spokane Opera House, and we saw things on tour, and and I wanted to do that. I didn't go to my to a fir, to my a, like a rock concert until I was 18 years old. Wow. My first rock concert was Jason Mraz. So hardcore. <laughs> so hardcore. So hardcore. <laughs> James Blunt opening for Jason Mraz. My second concert was Ben Folds opening for John Mayer. So, all right, all right. so like, I started going to these rock shows and it was blowing my mind it was just it was amazing and I had such a great time but it wasn't until my senior year of college where the music director that I was working with doing see what I want to see was like yo you want to go to this dead mouse show and I was like isn't that rave music <laughs> like I mean, the stigma that is totally still attached was like was scaring me off but I went and it was some of the best if storytelling is supposed to like transport you and like move you and I was I was knocked down sideways from what I saw it was it was adventure music like yeah. and and Dead Mouse is such I mean he's still one of the leaders of the industry just the the way it sounded and the way it hit my body and my mind and everything totally it changed everything and I wanted I wanted to play I would say, obviously, that Dead Mouse is, is one of your musical influences. Totally. T Dead Mouse, for sure. Um, um, who else? Well, Ellie Golding is one of the people who I was yeah, like, I heard her, her come out, and I was like, oh, I want to be that girl's competition. <laughs> I can do that. Um, <laughs> I love that. I want to be that girl's competition I that girl's instead of I want to be that girl. She can be She can be the Betty, and I'll be the Veronica of, like, dance music. Great, yeah. Well, I'll date Archie. Yes! Um, Archie's probably, like, Calvin Harris or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... I, I I love Dead Mouse. I love Cascade. I love Above and Beyond. I love Skrillex. Um, mm -hmm. Skrillex, I think, I don't understand how people don't listen to him and hear the brilliance that he's doing because yeah. it's, it, like, we don't need genres. It, good stuff is good stuff. And that guy is, like, I, the metaphor I use is, like, he's a chef. And if, like, if, if a new chef paired in, like, wine and cheese or, like, how, like, how good strawberries and chocolate taste together, this is someone who's audio pairing things that are opposite or, like, don't go together. And his new album wasn't nominated for a Grammy. And I was like, God, like, do people not hear it? Because I can't. It's amazing. Yeah. Is there any crossover in the musical influences? Do you have? Oh, totally. Totally, totally. Is totally, there any totally. realm that... Uh, 
I obviously grew up loving Adina Menzel, looking up to her from the beginning. Yeah, uh, you're in a Broadway show <laughs> with her, which we're going to... I want to talk about, which <laughs> what? is amazing. But I also, I mean, I grew up listening, honestly, to a lot of country music. So, yeah. like, there's a little twang in my voice from, yeah. like, the Garth Brooks stuff that I love. I know every word to Garth Brooks Double Live. Uh, I know every word to Reba McIntyre. Uh, That's the Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Georgia is, like, one of my favorites. Um, but we also, again, small town, did a lot of jazz because that what was that's what was there. So like Billie Holiday, I know all the Billie Holiday songs. Mm. Um, uh, I would love to hear you do a concert, Billie oh Holiday. God, I love it. well, and like so, I really it's innovation is exciting to me. Integration is exciting yeah. to me. Genre bending, mixing things uh, across You're very eclectic. All of this, and I don't think I think that separating film and theater and and music and all separating those genres, even in like school settings, is dumb and and not helpful because I think the future is total integration. So how do you approach performing in a musical versus when you're performing in the EDM world? Are those very different. Very yeah. different. Talk to um, me about that. Well, musical theater is character driven uh-huh. first and foremost. Tell the story. And I think that EDM is a lot more about um, a vibe, a feeling. I think there's still kind of a forward thrust of like an adventure and going somewhere. I think there that is to me that's one of the the things that qualify good EDM versus uh-huh. not, but um, totally differently. And I mean vocally, certainly. Uh, I tr- again growing up in the small town, the only the only voice teacher in town was an opera teacher. So I studied opera for like age eleven to when I left for college. Never wanted to be an opera singer. Yeah. And and poor Elaine Burgess, wherever you are, thank you for the voice te- the voice lessons. But I never <laughs> wanted to sing opera. Were you um, soprano or alto? I was coloratura soprano. All right. Which I can see that. It was awesome. And I love it's like a secret weapon that I can pull out, but like honestly, I don't get called in to do Christine. Like there are more Christine Christines out in the world. But um I appreciate the vocal technique and being able to use it. Now, that the clear nasal musical theater tone that they sometimes want, uh-huh. I like singing other ways. I love the breathiness and, and ignoring the breathiness and not being able to access that in, like, more, um, you know, like, rah, musical theater. It's not what I personally want to listen to. There may be people That's who okay. love it, yeah. but I love more colors in the voice performance. So what is Trillium? Like when, when did this thing come to being, and who's the other half of this? Totally. Duo? So Trillium is me and my partner, Alex. We met <laughs> at a Skrillex concert in a warehouse in Brooklyn. He had a nice. dead mouse head on, and I was like, I like <sighs> your dead mouse head. And he was like, thanks. And we started talking, and he let me try it on. He's like, I make music. I'm like, I make music. And we exchange info, and we meet to jam. And I was honestly so nervous when I went there, because I was like, I'm going to this guy's apartment that I just met at a Skrillex show all by myself. <laughs> uh, did you tell anyone where you uh, were? I, did, <laughs> I didn't tell my mom, but... Um, <laughs> I show up, and he'd, he'd been making beats for years just casually, and I'd been writing forever. Like, I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks. Um, and I started going through them and being like, what's good here? Uh, when Hard Body closed, actually, and I was out of work for maybe the first time in, like, my professional youth, and, you know, I'd left my family behind, and I'd left my friends and my life in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden I was in New York, unemployed. Like, all right, well, if I'm going to fail, let's fail at something that I really, really care about. Hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> this is funny. I was watching The West Wing, 
and the West Wing made me want to be a better person, like, like help the world with my art somehow. And I was like, I'm never going to be a doctor. I'm never going to be a lawyer. I am a singer. How do I be a singer and try to help people? So Trillium is integrity, consciousness, diversity-driven dance music. We want to make dance music, but we do not want to... Like, I love... I love, like, twerk. I love the Diplo. I love all of the, like, ass, ass, ass music. I think it's fun. I think we'd like to add to that perspective yeah. something different. So none of our songs about are about just getting messed up. We try to write... I like to inject story into track. Like, when you yeah. listen to our things, you start somewhere and you finish somewhere. It's about something. There's content. And honestly, EDM, more so than any other genre, really has, like, a therapeutic, like, mental wellness aspect to it. Oh, I think absolutely. It, you can't... It's very cathartic. Yes. There's something about it, and I'm not, like, write a paper about it, but, like, there's something about it that makes you journey inside yourself while you're listening to it, while you're dancing to it, whether it's the endorphins or your blood pumping or whatever. Um, I enjoy... Honestly, now I have trouble sitting through a Broadway show because I'm like, I wish we were dancing. Um, <laughs> I wish there was some four on the floor. I read, or like I could, I can't. I, I have trouble sitting still and being quiet. So Trillium is like my opportunity to try to create art and give it to the world and have it be content based. You know, and yeah. some of the most exciting stuff that's been a to tell my own stories and sing about what what's important to me has been awesome personally, but it's also been awesome to connect with people on the internet who like it and who respond to it and yeah. who get what we're doing. And uh, it's the best. It's totally the best. It's really to, like, exciting. Meet, I mean, yeah. this is the best part about the internet is meeting people who like what you're doing and... and Maybe they're nowhere near where you live. Nowhere near. Or, like, I relate to these girls. I relate to these 15-year-old fangirls who were, like, writing me letters being, like, you know, I was sad and I was struggling. And, you know, I something that I feel really strongly about is that there's, like, some of the feminine ideals that we have in our culture really suck. And I want to give them more options. And something that I struggled with, even in musical theater, is, like, you have to be this to be successful or desirable as a female. You must be the ingenue, you must be a princess, you must be these things. And I tried very, very, very hard to adhere to that and be that, and it it hurt, and it made me unhappy, and it made me uncomfortable. And so when Trillium is about having that light and dark in you, especially as a female, and having that be acceptable, not only acceptable, but divine, and having young girls respond to that, that's been part of the, the coolest part of this whole thing. Yeah. Is is Us Again an original? It sure is. I love that. I'm skipping around. That's everybody's favorite. But, uh, Us I Again mean, is everybody's favorite. But now, like, Aurora is starting to become my mm. favorite. Aurora um, was the first one that I wrote. Aurora was one of the first ones that I sat down. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm going to make dance music. What do I make it about? Let's make. Let's write about my first... That's that's about my trip to Dead Mouse. Hmm. And people sometimes ask, they're like, is this about drugs? And I'm like, it's not actually. Also, love is a drug. Your brain is chemicals. Yep. So, uh, you, <laughs> and I actually think it's just about an experience that changes you. Yeah. I never, I didn't hear drugs in it at Thank all. you. Yeah. People have been like, that's not drugs. I'm like, it's not actually. Yeah. Open your it, mind. It could, it could be drugs to you, I suppose. <laughs> it could be yeah. drugs to you. <laughs> Musical theater is a drug. Like, yeah. adrenaline is a drug. Happiness is a, anyway. Us Again came on. And I've, I've been listening to it. You know, I, I Spotify it and then I just bought it. Because I was, Bomb. Um, thank you. got to iTunes, four ninety nine. Please support. Um, it's so good. Thank you. And, uh, Alex and can, is an incredible audio technician. Yeah. He's, he, so. My Where do part, we draw the lines? Tell me about that. So I write and sing. Um, now, now it's becoming lyrics more and melody. Lyrics or? and melody are mine, uh, and I 
I am a very basic musician. Like, I, I can basically play the guitar and piano, but not to any... Can I saw you play guitar at the beach party? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I know my songs, and, like, I know my songs. Fairly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alex is a much better um, musician, and he is... You know, one of these n- the new instruments are is is the software Ableton is is is, is a tool is an instrument and mm-hmm. Alex is an expert in Ableton and he's got such an incredible ear and I'm realizing now that a big line between you can have such great content but if it's not produced well it it, it doesn't matter yeah tell me about it so uh, thanks Alex for being awesome Alex thank you uh, we're <laughs> having a show March sixth at Melrose Ballroom there we go you gotta come. What a seamless uh, segue. March 6th, tra- March 6th. March 6th, Melrose Ballroom. You gotta get tickets on our website, uh, trilliumtribe.com. Um, $25 regular entry, or for the first time ever, we're doing like a like a Tribe Love VIP package, so you can Ooh. get a table and bottle service and a meet and greet and a signed poster and all the fun things. Nice! Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I, I will be taking advantage of that. Absolutely. Please do. <laughs> so, so something new is about musical theater performers who do something else and how... Um, and how they weigh those, how they balance those mm-hmm. two on the scale. Um, what in your musical theater set, skill set has lent itself to your work with Trillium? Well, the number one thing when I was going to all these EDM shows over and over and over again, I thought it was lacking showmanship, honestly. Uh, I thought that the individuals who were making it were brilliant computer engineers, and the most charismatic ones were, were lovable, and you love them, but... And the best have has have on stage charisma, but I thought if I could get the mic and be center stage with this setup, I think I could be something new and unique. And and musical theater has been very kind to me. The Broadway community has been very kind to me. Like three shows in three years, nothing to be ashamed about. But it's very impressive. It, I understudy a lot. I cover a lot. I swing in if then and I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it hurts to sit off stage. So uh, this is a, the opportunity for me to build my own vehicle. Like yeah. I rem- like when I met Lin Manuel Miranda via Bring It On, I had loved him via like YouTube stalking for many moons. <laughs> uh, and and he's a great example of like here's not a he didn't fit the cookie cutter. He wasn't ingenue. No. He you know and and he built a vehicle for his own talents and skills. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, does any of your work in Trillium now translate into making you a better musical theater performer? Yeah, yeah. It's, I didn't expect that part. Um, I kind of would compare it to, like, again, struggling against the standards of, like, feeling like I had to be an ingenue and be a princessy type and, in order to be successful. Um, Trillium, I got to sit down and be like, you know what, what do I... What do, if I could wear anything and sing anything and do any... and. What, and still be successful. What does it look like? And the the much I'm I'm a lot happier now, you know. Like I cut my hair. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna wear this black t-shirt because I want to wear this black t-shirt. Yeah. And and okay. on it. Well, but like I'm sure anyone who works in musical theater knows. Like your look is like. So I thought I had to be this thing and and uh-huh. and, and just being like, screw this, screw this, screw this. What's real? You know that movie Three Hundred at the end where he like puts down his. Uh, his shield because it's heavy and he takes off his thing because he's this. He's like, all I need is my spear. I kind of feel like that guy. <laughs> Where I'm like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. Now I'm ready. Um, I feel... That's wonderful. I feel um, like I've kind of been uh, 
like I like I was Peter Parker and now I'm Spider Man. It feels good, Love and I want to make other people feel that way. Yeah, this is the other thing about our, our Trillium shows are unique that people have been responding to, and um, usually it's a guy behind a laptop, maybe uh-huh. a singer behind a laptop and a singer too, and. God love Ellie Goulding, but, like, I want to tear that stage up more. I mean, I want to do that, like, Michael Jackson thing where you cannot take their eyes off of what they're doing. And I work really hard on stage to involve the audience, to, like, make you feel like you are a part of this journey. I want to be present with you. I remember going to these concerts, or, like, the reason why I try so hard to make the stage door experience so nice is because Hugh Jackman gave me five seconds of attention when I saw Boy From Oz when I was, like, 17, and I was on the ceiling for months. Hmm. So I work really hard in my Broadway life and also in the EDM life to, like, make sure that when you come to the show, you you get attention because... Hmm being part of it is so much better than just watching it. I mean, I remember going to rock shows. Like, you push to the front just to make eye contact with the people. Yeah. You know? Um, I can't I can't explain it, but mm-hmm. it's it's way more fun. I find it way more fun to, inc- to inc- include the crowd. And those experiences start with writing the songs. Oh, yeah. Um, so, when you do a remix or mm-hmm. cover, or you write an original... Um, what are some of the key elements that, that you found that are common to, like, a successful EDM track? Uh, simplicity is the one big one that I uh, did not have a grasp of when I first started writing it. You know, musical theater is about story, and you usually get, you usually get to write in sentences, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and dance music is needs to be, like, just the tiniest little nugget of the idea, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you can be there for, like, nine minutes. Well, I think it's really evident, actually. If you look at Aurora, just text-wise, there's a lot more text in Aurora. And Us Again, it was, like, this boiling-down process of, like, what is here? At Us Again was actually, like, a three-minute demo that I sent to Alex. I recorded it in my dressing room at If Then during the show. Because when you're a swing, you have a lot of time on your hands. It's also a, a simpler show. Like, if I was swinging a big dance show... Yeah, but I mean, if then is a lot of walking and moving tables. <laughs> uh, so, but thank you for the job. Yes. Uh, but so I, it was a three minute demo, and I sent it to Alex, and he was like, "Honestly, I don't like any of it except this couplet." All of a sudden, I feel the wind. Can't we just be us again? This is great. And I go, "Okay." The other thing I learned from Broadway and the, being the part of the gestation of three Broadway shows is you gotta kill your babies. Like, oh yeah, you gotta kill those darlings. Kill them, bring them up again. Kill them again. So. um... This is, this is one of my dead babies that we sent Love today. It. That's coming back to life. Yeah. yeah. So one of the cool things is there's so many parts and pieces, and, like, Alex and I are working on a new EP now called Circuit. It'll be out in the next month or so um, when we finish it. The awesome. good thing, we meant to have it out now, but, like, live shows happen, and you, he's in law school and I'm on Broadway. <laughs> so time, <laughs> yeah, is, time is limited. Yeah, a little busy. Um, what was I just talking <laughs> about? Oh, uh, Circuit. Yeah, like things that you... Well, so ideas that don't make it into one song. And I'm like, no, I really like this. Uh, The prelude, which is, like, I think the thesis for the... Not only the album, but, like, I feel really good that it's the first thing that you hear on a Trillium thing, and especially out of my writing canon. The first thing is, (laughs) I'll spend my whole life long chasing ways to live inside a song. And I feel good about that being a thesis for the Aurora EP, and everything is backing that up and supporting that because I'm sure that everyone who works in music or the arts understands that there is it's the best medication for for the hurts and pin, like 
the things that happen to you in life. You're a human, and the human condition is an itch, and, like, music makes it feel better. And music makes you empathy happen, and you relate to your fellow human. Like, my favorite part about Broadway is, like, you're plunged into darkness with, like, 500 other people, and you're all going to experience the same ride. <laughs> and you're all going to just sit there and not, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to answer your phone. You're not, like, like there's a lot of trust in, mm-hmm. in the theater. Yeah. And we're all just going to sit there and behave ourselves. Yeah. It's a beautiful, unspoken contract. It's so great. Yeah. And it's rare. And the older I get and the, the, the more... <laughs> The older I get, the more life I lead, the more I realize how beautiful the chances are to just sit and be quiet and watch something beautiful. <laughs> like, Amen. we are so fortunate to, I feel fortunate to be able to on, to be on stage and have the chance to, literally, like, being a rock, like, here was, like, being on Broadway. I was like, I can sing and I can dance and here's the thing I can do. But, like, being a rock star, that was, like, the farthest possible <laughs> dream ever. I was like, that's probably not going to happen. And now that we're, like, like, I've got my fingertips on it, it's yeah. really fun. Cool. <laughs> You've worked words first. Have you worked beat first? We worked both ways. Yeah. So uh, again, I had notebooks, one notebooks, one notebooks that I've been going through and being like, "This is good. This is crap." Uh, and Alex had been making beats for years, casually. So like, so you um, just like a ton of samples. To so we sit when we go through, and he'll click, and I'll be like, "Uh, no, no, no. I like this one." And we pull it back out, and we shake it out, and we start massaging it around and see what's there. So back to the Aurora EP. Mm-hmm. That came, when did that come out? Uh, July 26, 2014. Oh, you know the exact date. I love it. Yeah, well, we the <laughs> uh, someday I hope to just be the artist. I mean, maybe that's not how it works. But, like, right now we are a producer, performer, PR, manager. I'm, yeah. I built that website. I built TrilliumTribe.com from hmm. nothing to what it is now, and I'm... It's like a collection of everything we've done, so I'm proud of that. But like, yeah. like the show March sixth, we're promoting too. Like, absolutely, we're I'm, always promoting. But like, I look forward to the day where I'm not personally counting every single ticket that gets sold to make sure that we reach the base the that base, the, the, they want so they won't ask from us, so yeah. uh, so we can headline. And because we don't want to be on a side stage, we're way better for this. So. Yep. Please buy your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth more if you get the table, so... Darn right. Uh, that's been half of the hustle, is like... Because uh, it's not just about the art, it's not just no. about creating it. You have to make sure that yeah. people are aware of it. Otherwise, you're just kind of making music in your bedroom. I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I think it's 30, 30, 30, 10. 30% talent content. 30% hustle. 30% who you know, and 10% total luck. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I would think luck would be larger. I Well, I think that you can <laughs> hustle. I mean, this is how I feel about Broadway. Like, I think I I worked hard and content and we're here, but, like, I'm bumping up against, like, I'm not getting called in for leads. I'm not. Like, you got to be being, a, you got to be kind of famous and you got to sell those tickets to, like. Isn't that crazy? But then where it's, it's very chicken and the egg. Like, which comes first? Like, you have to get the. I think you either have to get lucky or you have to get smart. And I'm trying to get both. Make sure you purchase your $12 tickets to my mid-season concert happening Friday, April 24th at 9.30pm at the Duplex in the West Village. A ticket link can be conveniently found on the joelbnew.com homepage. While you're there, you can also access the entire Something New episode archive by clicking on the podcast tab. You'll find episodes featuring conversations and performances by the likes of singer-songwriter David Allen Thornton and 2015 Mac Award nominees The Skivvies. Doing a cover or someone else's music is the challenge is how do I internalize it like my own and make it my own. And in some cases, 
they've become even more my own than my own songs. I would love a dulcimer. I would love yeah. a But lot that means food. schlepping. You yeah. see, we already carry so many With only two of us, and we look like crazy people. On We look like we are homeless because we have so much on the subway. When we walk when we down the street. commute to the gig, it's like we need more hands if we're going to have more instruments. Mm-hmm. Roadies, if you will. Anybody out there? Roadies? Anyone, Anyone out there? You can just email Joel and... <laughs> <laughs> What would you like to ask from the world? Is that is that what you'd like to ask? Well... Put it out there. Uh, for the rest of my life, I want very badly to create art and have m- create other opportunities for other artists to make art. And my three goals in life are make art, pay the bills, save the world. And I'm not going to be shy about saying that anymore because that's no. what I mean. Uh, in my wildest dreams, like, we have, like... Like, we become, like, Bill and Melinda Gates. Like, we have, like, a Trillium Foundation, and, like, we can sponsor people who want to make art with their lives and be able to pill their bills. Like, I want to make sure... I would, like, would love mental health to be more of a, like, not taboo subject in America, and I would want that to be part of it because I think dance music feeds so into your inner wellness. Like, I have some big, big goals, and, and I also would love to play lead in a Broadway show, and I would also love to, you know, perform at the Grammys. Like, all of these things are possible. They just take a whole bunch of ducks in a row. Yep. So... A lot of time, a lot of money. A, lot, a little bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 33, 30, I was having dinner... Who did I have dinner with last night? Oh, my bestie, Ava, who designed the Trillium logo. She is in grad school at it's Parsons. It's a beautiful logo. I was Thank curious you. what it means. So Trillium is actually a wildflower. Oh. Uh, and uh, my parents are super dorky love you but like they know all the names for all the flowers and we would go on hikes when I was little and they're like they're like here's a lupin here's a you know Indian paintbrush and here's a trillium and I always thought that sounded cool and when trill answered kind of urban dictionary to mean like true and real Hmm. and we were endeavoring to make dance music that was integrity based uh, I also liked how it sounded elemental like it might be on the uh, table of elements you know like kind of nuclear yeah and then the logo um this is funny. Alex and I had both separately before we met toyed around with the concept of tiger lily. Um, and I liked, and I started drawing kind of a ninja flower, like a fiercely beautiful uh, growth based object. Like, it's, it's hard to pick a name for things, but uh, that ninja flower uh, is was the original concept. And now we call it the scar star because it's kind of about that phenomenon of what was supposed to kill you instead making you stronger and i wear it on my eye for shows because uh we we struggled a lot with like how do how do i this is separate from my acting career yeah And, and i didn't want to be over the top and i was like how do i be brilliant cheaply and quickly i got black eyeliner i can do that i got black eyeliner yeah you're like gem I love Jim. <laughs> but it's also, I wanted it to be kind of punk and kind of badass, but like still based on something. I didn't, yeah. I never, ever, ever want anything we do to be sound and fury signifying nothing, which I think at its worst, EDM can often be. Yeah. So everything uh, has meaning behind it. Well, I love the Aurora EP. Thank you. Um, Us Again is, is definitely my favorite in Aurora. I think, I think just like my favorites just keep going down the line. Bomb. Until, yeah, it's, it's been so much fun. I've, I've, I've definitely well, I should play you. Room. I should play you the very first version of Battle Scars. So Battle Scars was one song, and okay. it was super musical theatery. Like okay. I played it for Alex, and he was like, "Um," and I was like, "You don't like it?" And he was like, "Well," <laughs> I was like, "Okay." So we let it sit, and he and uh, I asked for a track. That I was like, "I want one that kind of sounds like this," and he sent me a version of Battle Scars Part One, and I started writing to it again. You kill your darlings. I threw all the stuff out except what I liked, which was the concept of. 
having a matching battle scar with someone that you meet and you're like, oh, we've both been through, I know how, yes, I know about your, and you know about my, oh, cool. Cool. Like, and like, it's a shorthand. Yeah. The scar is a shorthand. I'm, I'm, again, tossing that princess out the door, uh, we are all fighting, like, what's that quote about, like, uh, be nice to everyone, we're all fighting our own battles? I think there's just a humanity that you need to be aware of, and matching battle scars was about it. So we threw all the, so there's, like, I'll play you the original, maybe I should send it to you, but, like, uh, matching battle scars is in both of them, um, uh, run, like, there are things that made it through, mm-hmm. uh, and it, I, it's, it's like retur- returning themes, returning motifs, yeah. things like that. Well, so uh, Battle Scars Part Two is actually the version that came out first when we started messing around, and then then um, Battle Scars Part One. But I love how one of the reviews was like, "It's theatrical. It feels like a show. Like you start out, this happens, and then it amps up, and then there's a finale, and then there's a." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yes." Yep. And they all weave in together. Like there's no there's no like bump bump. Because button. Alex is awesome, is and he awesome. did it on purpose. I don't know how he did that, but very like, carefully. <laughs> <laughs> But just all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm in my shower and I'm listening to us again, uh-huh. and then I'm like, oh wait, now I'm in um, I'm, uh-huh. I'm in a Bandit. Yes, and which is also a great Thank song. Thank you. Bandit was the first one Alex and I did together. That was the one where I went over there that first day that I was scared. Uh-huh. I actually had two. <laughs> I had two beers before I went because I was so nervous. Uh, if <laughs> then got over on things. like a Sunday, I went to Iron Bar. I had two beers. I got on the train. I went to Brooklyn, <laughs> and he, and he had a track. I think it was called Burritos, and uh, and I had. Bandit was actually the first version that I started writing. We were, if then, was in D.C., and I had taken my guitar, my guitar that I can play, like, ten chords on, and I I was totally heartbroken about some guy, and I started writing, oh, baby, he's the best kind of Bandit, and he does this, and he does this, and I should have known better, blah, 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 and and everyone liked Bandit. Everyone liked it. They were like, this is your best song yet. I was like, I'm so pissed. I wrote this song about this guy who doesn't deserve it, and then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, he's not the Bandit. I'm the bandit. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I left the door unlocked. I'm the angst. I'm the one who goes out and drinks too much when I have something to sing the next day. Like, I'm the one who's... I'm the bandit! Yeah. So, no, I loved it. The, the, the gender bend was, was, was... Is what made it awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's I a agree. game changer. I agree. Yeah. Well, so, and, like, now I really, really, really hesitate to write a love song because I think um, they're obvious. Yep. I hear you. Uh, and and yet totally relatable. So <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. If I ever write a love song, I really could mean it. Yeah. Can I cuss on this? I keep censoring myself. You can't. I'll censor you. Oh, you. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I what the f- you want? Uh, we'll, I'll bleep you later. Sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, moms. So I, I've been listening to it very carefully, and I, there were um, there are definitely some influences that that I heard when Ooh, I was listening yeah, to bring it. Yeah, bring it. Tell me. Um, and these are all compliments. Okay. Do, I mean, do it. You know, do it. Do it. Um, I heard I heard some like like smart Madonna. Ooh, Do you know what I mean? Smart I early Madonna. Smart early Madonna in there. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'll take it. I heard some gem in the holograms for some reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got this little voice. Like <laughs> I, I can't can't help but it's be so good. Sometimes um, some some like Tiffany. What? I heard some Tiffany in there. I think we're alone now. Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, it's there. It's there. You don't know it. And then this is the this is the weirdest one. Oh my god! Tell me. Um, Never-ending story. Shut up. Like, if you listen, like, it's got that that floating, uh, we all know what I'm talking about, right? The theme song, never-ending story. Uh, and it's got that, like, floating flight stuff happening in the background. It's like, 
I'm so flattered. And, I mean, I will and, take it. I don't know. I just felt it, and I, I, will I mean, take it. you know, I feel that song in my heart, and so I uh, like. I I will take all of those comparisons. It. You should. I'll take all of them. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed it. I look forward to hearing what all you hear when you listen to it. Yeah, right. Um, so, in addition to being uh, sick with Trillium and making pop covers utterly your own. Um, you're also hilarious. Aww. Um, you guys watch pretty much anything that she's done on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're a swing and If Then on Broadway. Yeah, I just really have trouble sitting still and being quiet. So whenever, um, <laughs> I have to sit still and be quiet, I'm usually thinking of something else. <laughs> you can't sit still. <laughs> no, and, and I, I, it's been nice, again, with the just screw all the other things, I'm gonna do what I want. When people are like, but you can't be funny because you're this, and I'm like, no, f- that, that's you stupid that, and, yeah. uh, and you can't you can't do this and that and you can't do this. no screw all of that watch me listeners will remember uh, my, my very second episode of the podcast I had Jennifer Sanchez on who was a swing pun intended at Spider-Man hard um, hard 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 yeah so you're my you're my second swing um, so how when why did if then come into your life um I did bring it on with Tom Kitt and Amanda Green, who kinda, I think kind of got me the job. Not got me the job, but like, you, it's about who you know, and you yep. get in that front, the first door, and then you have other doors. So um, I walked into my audition for If Then, and you know, it was like people I knew behind the table, yeah. which is always nice. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I mean, bring it on. The first job I got, like, Chelsea cast uh, Hard Body and uh, If Then. So. You know, I have have not. I have yet to get love from the other offices in town. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's how it came. I okay. uh, that email kind of came in, and I was like, "Well, I think they should cast me." So, like, you know, sometimes you go in and you're like, "I don't know why I'm here exactly," and sometimes you go in and you're like, "You should hire me. I'm right for this." Yeah. And so, how early were you in on the development of it? I was the last cast member added before the DC production. Okay. And usually you have months to like know about the show that's going to happen and you're going to be a part of it, but my audition was Wednesday, my callback was Thursday, and the read-through was Monday. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I had, so I had very little time to mentally prepare to like be in the same room as Adina. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would like, we walk in, I'm like, hi, I'm Janet, hi, I'm Adina, nice to meet you. You know, Anthony Rapp's there too, and I yeah. sit down, and I totally held it together until she started singing, and it was just so different, can I tell you, between hearing the, a voice come, that, come out of my speakers since I was like, how old and then hearing it in real life I doubled over I was like don't you cry don't you cry on your first day at work <laughs> and I didn't until act two where some other me happened and then I, you know it was the first time I'd seen, heard the plot too yeah and yeah. so I it's a super smart story I saw it a couple of weeks ago uh, during Broadway week nice um, yeah and it um I'm so glad that it happened. Me too. And thank you for phrasing it that way. Yeah. This is art. Listen, some shows are cotton candy and some shows are Cabernet. And if they and if then is Cabernet, and if you don't want to drink Cabernet, if you don't want to pay attention and listen, don't that is going to be asked of you <laughs> yeah. at this show. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I enjoyed it tremendously because of 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 what it was saying and what it was trying to say. Yes. And um, you know, I told you, Jason Tam and I grew up together in no. Hawaii. Oh my God, I tell yeah. Jason Tam all the time. I was like, if you were straight, I'd never let you out of my sight. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, don't no, he's, I, don't he's a dream. I don't know if I should say that. I love you, Jason. <laughs> we, I think we all love Jason Tam. Oh my God, he's so um, nice and so cute. Yeah, he's adorable. What all tracks did you learn? Uh, I know the four younger women in the show. So, uh, to, and I covered Tamika's part, uh, Elena, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Redmond's part, uh, Stephanie Clemens, which is now Gabrielle Ruiz, because she left to go to Hamilton. Oh my God, let's talk about Hamilton. Uh, I also know, oh my God, who else do I know? Uh, 
said Ryan. Oh, uh, Ann Sanders' part. Okay. Who is now Dee Dee. Did I say four? I said I got a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw Hamilton. I saw Hamilton. I saw Hamilton. I saw Hamilton. I'm so jealous. My friend is brilliant. Emily. Shout out, Emily. She bought tickets the day they came out in November. She's so smart. Can I just say it deserves every ounce of hype that it's getting and more. Age old, annoying question. What's next? No. <laughs> <laughs> How refreshing. If they closes on March 22nd, yep. uh, I didn't get this job that I really wanted in Seattle. I uh, have to go to some friends' weddings in May. Um, the Trillium show is happening. Oh, Trillium, Trillium, forever Trillium. Yeah. But, like, in terms of Broadway stuff, I don't know. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Call me. I'll probably say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living proof. Well, um, it's, yeah. it's been nice to, like, get used to the uncertainty. Yeah. So, I mean, and, like... I'll land on my head's uh, feet. <laughs> I'll land that's a somewhere. Yeah, that's, I love um, that. <laughs> well, I'll land on my head and then I'll write about it. You know, I've that's I've okay. discovered like, re- like there's this is maybe the most you know what's the, the Macklemore quote? Uh, the pa- put the passion before being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about going home. I think about quitting it, uh, yeah. or I think about giving up. It's still kind of a struggle to pay my rent sometimes. Um, <laughs> Trillium's a startup company, so like every yeah, cent yeah. that came in that didn't go to rent is going to getting Trillium off the ground. Um, I think about it, but then I'm like, what would I do? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like the the amount of relief that comes with the idea of oh, I'll just not be an artist anymore. Mm-hmm. But then like the the, nope. the split second Can't after even. that, you're like, but no, nope. but yeah, but really, no, nope. yeah. So and and I think whatever type things I'm like fighting and like I'm don't fit quite in the box for Broadway stuff, I think that I'll get, I keep getting hired anyway, so. Plus, I would like to, I would like to broaden the types of parts out there. I would like that. Uh, One of the things on Trillium's to-do list is uh, we're working on a concept album that would then have a live show. I don't want to put the word Broadway on it, but, like, uh, it would be something. Something big and cool. Okay. Cool, that's exciting. It's like, Putting all the things. Yeah. Well, because I don't want to be limited to the Broadway thing with that. Like the concept right. album, I really want to integrate like my film background and and storytelling and live show and yeah. Stop separating things. Yeah. It's more fun when you put it all together. Damn right. Uh, before we set up the song, um, if if you would, I have a I have a quiz. That we yes, do. I was so yeah. I was like, let's not forget the quiz. It's a quiz. All right. Okay. Um, so you have two options. Okay. Um, they're both utterly ridiculous. Okay. Um, one of them, uh, they're both from BuzzFeed today. I love BuzzFeed. Uh, one is called Which EDM DJ Are You? <gasps> okay. And then the other one is, Can you tell the difference between the name of a popular EDM artist and a random captcha? Do you know what a CAPTCHA is? I just learned like this a ra- Like a made-up word? Uh, a CAPTCHA is an acronym for Completely Automated Public Turing Test to Tell Computers and Humans Apart. Oh, yeah. Give me the hard one. Give me that yeah, second one. you want one. that one? Option B. Awesome. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you tell the difference between the name of a popular EDM artist and a random CAPTCHA? So I'm going to say the name of it, uh-huh. and then you tell me which one it is. EDM artist or CAPTCHA? Yes. Grismatic. Oh god, what if I'm wrong? Wrong. Oh no! It's the name of an EDM artist. Grismatic. Who's Grismatic. I'm sorry, Grismatic. I don't sorry. know who you are. But we'll look you up now. <laughs> Baths. All caps. Captcha. Wrong. It's the name of an EDM artist. Continue. <laughs> I'm going to look up all these people now. Number three. Rabbited Molly. No. Captcha. Correct! Oh, it's totally a meaningless Captcha. <laughs> Number four. 
Nervo. Oh, that's one. I know them. They're girl DJs. They're awesome. Shout out You're Nervo. You're correct. They're Australian and blonde. They are blonde. I see a photo right here. Number five, Spec Avoid. And that's S-P-E-Q. Spec Avoid. That's a capture. Correct. Totally, totally meaningless. Six, Maddion. Oh, that's real. Maddion. He won a, a remix contest when he was, like, a kid. You're <laughs> amazing. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> we probably just gave it away. Uh, <laughs> Avicii. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Avicii. Yeah, yeah. Lift me up when it's all over. Uh, number nine, Lowenbein Ward Wall. No, Captcha. <laughs> You're right. Okay. <laughs> See, those first two just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warmed you up. Warm warmed up. up. Absolutely. Now I'm ready. Number nine, Brinker Fishberg. Mm, how do you spell it? So, like, first name, it's like Brinker, Brinker then Fishberg. B-U-R-G. I'm going to say DJ. Wrong. Sorry. Number 10. Wolfgang. Wolfgang Gardner? Gardner. I love him. He was at the Coachella that I went to. I remember he played Undertaker for the first time, and the whole crowd was like, what is this? Uh, number 11. Flux Pavilion. Oh, yeah. Love Flux oh. Pavilion. Yeah. I can't stop. Ugh. I can't stop. Don't stop. Uh, number 12. Alex Against. Uh-uh. Captcha? Am I saying CAPTCHA right? It is a CAPTCHA. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not about right here. Uh, 13, testers swelling. CAPTCHA. Correct. What a terrible DJ name. <laughs> swelling. Tester swelling. Get ready for swelling. <laughs> You're highly inflamed. <laughs> <laughs> you need a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a prescription. <laughs> All right. Uh, 14, um, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Altecra. Uh-oh, how do you spell it? A-U-T-E-C-H-R-E. Mmm. Uh, definitely random. Ah, oh, you oh, Sorry, Altecra. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mr. Blocked. EDM artist. Ah. Oh, when I'm wrong, man, I don't know him. I don't know him. You really don't. All right, but, but Bauer. I don't two A's. know. Um... EDM artist. Yay! Yay! Metally? Metally or meatly? Mmm. <laughs> Captcha. Yay! Yay! Oh, Tiesto. Tiesto. He was at my Coachella. My, my, my Coachella. I went once my senior year of college. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm scared to go back because I'm like, how can it possibly be as fun as it was? Number 19, Lassie, Lassie Victoria. Captcha. Correct! Yay. You got 14 out of 19. So I got a C. Plus. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> or B minus. Yeah, but I'd seen most of the people that I knew. So, <laughs> well, that so means that they were, more, for... they were more educated guesses than anything. Yeah, right. They were just more educated. That's a good quiz. Yeah. Thanks, good, BuzzFeed. Good job. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Uh, check out BuzzFeed. You are both buzzy and ner- nutritious. <laughs> so, uh, so Janet was kind enough to learn and perform a song called "Writing for a Fall." Which, uh, which is now part of the score to my concept musical album musical to Helen Back, which is my Orpheus and Eurydice cool. adaptation, uh, told in present day Nebraska, <laughs> um, accompanied by Daniel Kim on guitar, Jessica Winderweedle on cajon, and I was on piano. Boom. Boom. Uh, I originally I originally wrote the song in 2012 on spec for someone else's mythological show. And um, I didn't end up getting that gig, uh, but I've always liked this song. And years later, i.e. 2015, I discovered that it kind of fit well into the arc of my antagonist in Talenbeck, 
which also features a tragically jaded queen, uh, which seems to be a mythological theme. End of my life. No. <laughs> a jaded queen? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you got it. You got it. <laughs> she said asking for her martini. <laughs> this performance of Writing for Fall will be available on SoundCloud and the individual digital sheet music on Noise Trade, both free downloads until the next episode. Uh, be sure to become a premium subscriber, a perfect investment for voice teachers, burgeoning musical theater writers, and my fellow Broadway nerds in general. Uh, follow me on all things social media, and you may find those links and so much more on joelbnew.com. Uh, visit uh, Janet's websites, which are janetkrupen.com. And trilliumtribe.com. Trilliumtribe.com. I run both of those. Nice. Uh, and please go see If Then. Uh, it's closing March 22nd. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's 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 important. Um, if you miss it, you suck. Yeah, basically. Uh, subscribe to, rate, review this podcast. Please tell your friends all about it. Our next episode is Shayla Benoit, who's a performer and co-founder of Shady Theatrics, a creative production company. Special thanks today to Peyton Royal at Website Lines, Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal Graphics, today's companists Daniel Kim and Jessica Winderweedle, and True Voice Studios NYC for hosting us today. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, and last you, but not least, thank you, Janet. Oh, I jumped Krupen. the gun. You did. <laughs> I see it. That was yeah, it. That, that was, was the line. You found I, it. Yeah. Once more with feeling from the top. <laughs> and last but not least, thank you, Janet Krupen. Thank you for, being for having me. You. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> the you. pleasure was mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from True Voice Studios NYC at Columbus Circle, this is Joel B. New. This is Janet Krupen. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Bye.
completely unaware You're the fairest thing I've seen Here I am Considering a death Like a fool with hope And a bit of rope To cross some great ravine What the Something new is supported by lynda.com. Begin learning software, business, and creative skills anytime, anywhere with video instruction from recognized industry experts. If there's a skill or two you've always wanted to add to your bag of tricks, this is the site to be on. They've got video tutorials on Pro Tools, JavaScript for web designers, and more. Visit lynda.com slash something new for a free 10-day trial. And that's lynda with a Y. Brand new this season, Something New listeners can get a closer look with premium subscriptions. For $22.50, you will receive a digital sheet music copy of each song presented. For $45, you will also receive MP3 piano accompaniment tracks. And for $75, I throw in a one-time transposition and audition-ready cuts. Visit paypal.com and make your Something New experience a premium one. How do podcasts make it into the top 10 charts on iTunes? Easy, with a five-star rating and rave reviews from their subscribers. If you're an Apple kid and listen to my show using iTunes, please take a second to give me a preferably high rating. And if you've got a few more seconds, write something like, OMG, something new is amazing. I'm so glad that Joel asked me to leave this review. He's totally worth it. Aw, thanks in advance, guys. Stay tuned for episode 309 with special guest artist Shayla Benoit, a musical theater performer and co-founder of Shady Theatricals. That's yeah. the thing that I really like about the video stuff that we are kind of doing is you write and you produce and you direct and you choreograph and you cast and you edit and you film. So it's like an education in in all these things. And now, now that we're really trying to turn it into an actual business, now we're having to learn all about creating an LLC and creating, doing your taxes and doing, I mean, it, it's, it's overwhelming, but also really cool at the same time. 